Ashton Travelers, and welcome to another episode of Tales of Devot, a Genshin Lore podcast. Last week, we discussed Mona Majestus the Astrologist and got our futures read, but we're still really confused on where the sibling is going and what our next path is going to be from here. This week, we're going to be discussing the Aranara Odyssey, which is really our fancy, fun way of talking about the Aranara storylines. Additionally, I want to remind travelers to visit talesofdevot.com to see visual representations of the lore mentioned during today's podcast. Your guides have put them together for you to make things a little easier to understand. On our site, you can also find some awesome goodies, including artist spotlights from the community for each episode, wallpapers for download, and a way to check out some of our favorite Genshin merch. Finally, feel free to email us at talesofdevotpod at gmail.com to let us know what you think of this week's episode and what topics you'd like to see in the future. But the Aranara Odyssey. What a pain in the ass. (laughs) So annoying. There's a video out there where it's just that dude who does like that point down. It's Aranara multiplying by two each time. <laughs> oh no. I mean, it's over 11 hours of gameplay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's so many memes of people like the whole like, don't start the quest. <laughs> or you're like me who doesn't finish the quest until only recently. <laughs> I mean, it was a lot. I feel like I started it by accident. And so the start of the quest, I don't like really remember as well, unfortunately. I love the start and the ending. I hated the middle. <laughs> yeah, all like the busy work. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Just like con- constantly. We were the Toma for the Aranara. Like we were <laughs> that bitch. <laughs> we really were. But before we jump into the Odyssey, <laughs> I thought it might be fun to talk about the first event where the Aranara were mentioned, which is the one of the first events we have in Sumeru. That event would be Graven Innocence. And Graven Innocence was the first big event story that we had in Sumeru. And we basically were in Port Ormos and we found out they were making Aranara toys for like the 20th anniversary of a toy store. And they're looking for a very famous author of the Aranara, Tanger. Is this when we got the additional Kale? The free Kale? Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. perfect. We did get a free Kale from this. Okay. Just wanted to make sure it was in my head. And more importantly, we got little Aranara to put in our teapots. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Cute little Aranaras. But wait, I encountered this before then. Oh, did you? Yeah. Like leaving Darvaville, like I ran into Rana. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so Rana was there right away. Mm -hmm. Brandon gets too ahead on the quests than we do. I thought when we first enter Sumeru, like when we go through that tunnel of the chasm and when we go to like the first... Oh my god. I was about to say shrine. It's not a shrine. Statue of the Seven? Yeah, Statue of the Seven. Don't we see them just like pop up real quick and then skittle away? Mm-hmm. Well, then maybe Graven Innocence is really the first place we kind of learn about the Aranara and their connection to the, like, the overall Sumeru community. That makes sense, yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least it's me and Beans because we went exploring and didn't go into Yeah, I, I totally did not talk to Rana yeah, right y'all away. Were, like running around, getting all the waypoints. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, being a good boy, like, no, I'm going to like, after I leave Carmaville, I'm going to follow the path. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was well, a great event, though. <laughs> like, I ran into her before I ever got to Port Ormos. I remember Tiff running after, like, the shroom boars. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, they're so cute! They're in my teapot, too. <laughs> they are? Oh, sh- wait, you can catch them? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Mama and baby. 
travelers, if you don't know, in Inazuma, you are able to get a net where you can catch animals. Not all animals, but most animals. And then you can put them in your teapot. That's how Tiff has the evil Timothy Chalamet. He is (laughs) the best ever. He is the most important squirrel in all of Genshin. It's debatable. Beans, didn't you lead a boar to his death to fling off a giant cliff? Okay. It was an accident. I literally, mm-hmm. like, there is something about the creatures of Sumeru. They're on something. Like, they are so... Mushrooms? They might be. I've had, like, several shroom boars and sumter beasts literally leap after me off of cliffs. So one bummed Rushy. Do we have that clip? I do. We should post that. One time, it wasn't even I was on a cliff. I was just walking towards something in, like, the mushroom forest. And it charged at me, like you said. And another time, I was being chased by a sumter beast, again, as Albedo. And I hopped off of a cliff and started gliding. And it jumped off after me <laughs> and knocked into me and beat me. And I fell to the ground. It is the funniest fucking thing you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> <laughs> I just I laughed so hard at that. Tiff is evil. I just don't get it. Like there's I, I've even had like Emirate, like the Emirates. I've had one of them chase me off of a ledge too. I was like, what are you doing? But people really coming for me outside. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of run into the storyline during Grayson where we're looking for Tanger, and he is a famous author who writes about the Aranara. And this is when we start to learn that the Aranara are like a folklore in Sumeru, and that children swear they see them, and everyone thinks they see Aranara as kids, but no one sees them as adults, so they must be fake, they can't be real, but Tanger writes all these stories about him, so we're kind of basing our statues we're making for our 20th anniversary after whatever Tanger says. They tell us that he might be in Gondarvaville, so we march our butts back to Gondarvaville, quite a hike from Port Ormos, and we run to Kale, who is helping this little boy Rozzy, and Rozzy's really upset, and Kale tells him that when she's upset she likes to go whisper to the tree hollows and tell them her secret and i thought that was really sweet and that was her way of saying like that's how you talk to the aranara it's also how you trap children and then put them in a stew oh Oh my my god God. kale's not doing that you don't know i do know well the fatui is (laughs) well luckily kale learned from being a kidnapped dotary child that she's not gonna do that anymore (laughs) anymore when did she do it i mean ever (laughs) kale's (laughs) learned that she should never kidnap kids unless they're in dotary's possession then she should kidnap them from dotary anyway yes (laughs) save save the children save them Long story short, during Grey's and Memories or Grey's and whatever, we find out that Rozzy is actually the one writing these stories about the Aranara. Because as a child, he's seen the Aranara. And his father is writing these stories and making all this money and passing them off as his own stories. It's kind of fucked. Yeah. Pageant dad. Yeah, another pageant dad. <laughs> like, how many we got now? I feel like Ayato can be included as a pageant dad, even though he's like a pageant older brother. But I just thought it was really interesting because it was that first introduction to the Aranara for me. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was fun that they did do an event right away around the Aranara. So if people didn't find Rana right away, <sighs> they did have this opportunity to kind of have like the like storybook introduction. Mm-hmm. We also find out that more about Kali, not only her being sweet with this little boy, but that, you know, she's been testing her writing 
Oh yeah, she's been like practicing writing. She's, the- yeah, she's been practicing her writing, and they think that it's little kids or Arunara is actually leaving all these little notes around this tree, but it's really Kale just trying to learn how to write. Oh my god, my daughter! And doesn't like <laughs> doesn't Tingyari almost act like rat her out without knowing what's going on? Because he's yeah. like, oh yeah, Kali's been practicing her writing. She's like, shut up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they like they think it's all clues and stuff Stop like that. And it's dad. really just her. Shut up, dad. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Shut up, dad. Don't make me tell other dad what you're up to. <laughs> but yeah, that was really the biggest takeaways, I think, from that story and that event. I think it's sad that it was an event because it was really cute and it was like, you know, celebrating like the anniversary of the toy store. And I thought it was cute that we got like the, like again, the storybook lore, which is interesting. Storybook lore seems very commonplace in Sumeru. We've learned that mm-hmm. with like Nahida and the Scaramouche mm-hmm. Archon line. But after that, or before that, depending on who you are, we do run into Rana, who is a forest ranger. Yes. Yes. She's a, a forest watcher. Oh, forest watcher. Uh-huh. She, like, basically hangs out on the path and, like, helps guide people to, you know, Sumeru City or Port Ormos or wherever they're trying to get to. Right. And Rana tells us, we what is it? We run into Rana and she brings us to that little village over on the river. Yes, Vimara Village. The, is she just bringing us there for funsies what did we have a reason to be going there well i think we're like uh we're adventuring and she's like oh do you want to go to vimara village and we're like sure (laughs) and she's like okay let me guide you so sweet of her let me watch you (laughs) isn't this when she also mentions about the missing kids well that doesn't happen until we get to the village right also can we talk about like when we first meet her (laughs) she's being attacked by fungi and she is attacking them like wielding them like her axes she's wielding axes to fight them off and like what was your reaction because mine was like whoa axe wielder new weapon type give it to me (laughs) either give me a giant axe or give me a goddamn scythe i need a new weapon type axes i want (gasps) two hand axes like kind of like yeah someone carries a crossbow and (laughs) a pole arm and we can't have two axes like two small hand axes yeah they could count as claymores why not either that or like a sword wait because al hatham has the double sword that he pulls out of his ass with his e child has daggers they're fun yeah exactly why can't we have something similar to that anyway (laughs) i will say a lot of times when i'm playing genshin it's just tiff and i on discord at like one in the morning (laughs) and like the weirdest shit happens and i always think it's like a fever dream and i ran into this guy the other day in daughtery the ruins of daughtery which is in sumeru and he was like hey you want to help me poach some bird feathers and i was like yeah sure but that i'm pretty sure i was like up in the middle of the night playing with tiff when i saw her pull out those axes and i was like shut the fuck up i was like <laughs> I, I, i'm out here using like full elemental abilities and she's just charging them with axes it's like in fortnite <laughs> i love that i love that for her because one She's a go-getter. And it, to prepare for this episode, I was watching people play b- the beginnings of the quest line because I had totally forgotten everything. And I was watching Dish's version, who's a Genshin content creator, and the amount that they, they just l- stood back and let these geo fungi beat the fuck out of her and just go boing, 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 boing. No, 
that's so I mean, her health oh, no. didn't go down, which I think was just a glitch. Are they straight? Like... <laughs> Sounds like a straight guy move. Oh my god. Let's just watch, let's just watch them like beat the shit out of this woman. We do get to this village with Rana. And when we get to the village, she's kind of telling us about her life there. And that's when she starts telling us about like the kids. And then we find out that the kids that she likes there are currently missing. Right. Okay. That okay. Now like, what I'm irony. <laughs> I really like these kids. They're not here anymore. Fuck was Kale here. <laughs> it was very creepy. And there's like three kids. But then she says they come back after a couple of days. And we find out that like they're going missing. And when they come back, they don't remember anything that happened. And so when these kids are missing this time, we go with Rana to try to find them. And we run into a withering zone. And we have already... uh, Let me... Me, Amanda, (laughs) fiends, had already run into a withering zone at this point. (laughs) But... If you do follow the proper coursework, this I is not. the first time you run into it. And she tells you a lot about them. She's very, like, informed. And she tells you that, like, people who don't have visions, like, can get really sick from the withering zones. Yeah. And she gets really sick. Another turn of ironic events. <laughs> we chase a child, one of the <laughs> children from the village, a child of the damned. And we <laughs> find them in a cave after being attacked by the Fatui. So we know the Fatui is involved. And, you know, they're in a bubble, which is weird. And we rescue them from the bubble. Like, Rana charges in selflessly and is like, I'm going to save this kid. And she gets poisoned by the withering. And then we have to take the kid back to Vimara village and then go back for Rana. But when we go back, she's gone. Oh, okay. So then we have to track her down. And that's when, like, the little R&R gets our attention, right? Yeah, we track her to, like, this hut where there's an r there, which is, like, the first we have a proper meeting with, which is Arana. Mm-hmm. Not to Little be confused cutie. with Arama. Right. <laughs> There's so Arana and Arama, and they're both main characters. There's a full list of all the Aranara that you get to talk to or that you just find. It is a very long list. And they're all A's. They're all A's. Like Arana, Arama, Araja, Aradasa, Arasudraka. Ara something, yeah. The one that you can buy some flowers from. Is his name Armani or do I make that up? <laughs> it's not Armani. It's not Armani. <laughs> I know that like, you can buy like the, the mushrooms, I think, from them. The Ruka Devada mushroom. Yeah, the Ruka. De- I was, I was like, wait, I'm gonna call something else by the wrong name. The Ruka Devada mushroom. The Ruka Devada. It's you can not buy it actually Ruka Devada mushroom. for travelers we don't know the actual name because we just started calling them ruka devada but they're like the purple mushrooms you need to level up kale and some other characters and you can usually find them over in like the mushroom forest (laughs) or you buy them from armani (laughs) yeah from armani Armani. (laughs) ruka shava mushroom close to ruka devada come on i think it's aramaha that you're thinking of. When I hear the word like anything with the like Maha in it, all I can think of is the Amanda show on Nickelodeon and they had a character that went Maha <laughs> and that's all I can think of. <laughs> oh my god, it's like the most that's ridiculous. your show. Oh, I mean, it is my show. So, you know, since I managed it and everything, I produced it, mm-hmm. directed it. It was starred. great. Mm-hmm. Starring. Famously role. starred. Famous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, TBT. I'm actually Amanda Bynes. He didn't know. No. <laughs> I'm okay. Well. <laughs> Depending on what day you ask, I'm fine. But I'm better off right now than I think she might be. So. <laughs> really hot right now. I know. Have, like, Which makes me sound. 
<laughs> Look, we've all been there. We've all been there. Do it on mic. Do it on mic. Have your breakdown right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make sure to have a special episode, a special short episode. Yeah. Oh, Amanda's Beans breakdown. Break. <laughs> it's just all of us crying together. Amanda's breakdown, the short. The short. <laughs> uh, it's all, we actually do it on video. <laughs> anyway, my breakdowns aside, the Aranara, Arana, which also, can we talk about the fact that Rana and Arana, like, come on. I know. Well, that's how mm. you can remember that. Destined to be connected. To, she was destined to be connected to the Aranara somehow. Well, the specific one, yeah. Well, just because, like, Ara Nara has Rana in it. Come on, right? Yeah. <laughs> but doesn't Rana mean something in some language? Doesn't it mean, like, king or queen? It means frog in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. In Hindi, it means king. Hi, king. We're very white. We're so white. Oh my god. I used to know this shit. Now I don't. I just know I can say Mahamatra, which is also butchering it anyway. Ooh, the Mahabharata is very good. What about the, the Mahamata? Anyway, so Arana tells us that the only way to save Rana is to find this like specific type of fruit or flower called Bija. Bija? Mm -hmm. And so we have to go on this like grand quest to find Bija. But in order to do that, we have to help about 9,675 Aranaras on these <laughs> other little quests. And we get like a lyre, like an ancient lyre. So now I have like five musical instruments in my inventory. Mm -hmm. And I get really confused because I bought a lyre in Monset too. And I never know which one I'm supposed to be playing. It's the the vintage one, the vintage lyre. That's that's what the R&R are into. <laughs> they only <laughs> They're hipsters. <laughs> Don't try and give them that broken one. Oh my God. I'm like, they would probably love the broken one. Are you kidding me? <laughs> They'd be like, this is antique. <laughs> <laughs> they probably remembered the creation of the holy lyre. Yeah, yep. probably. They would touch the flowers on it and all their memories would come back because that's a power that they have. The Vintage Liar is actually from a person from Mondstadt who oh, sold no. it to someone in Vimara Village. That's sad. Do you think it's like the original liar of Venti's dead friend? Oh! Maybe it's Viridescent Venerer's liar. Did Viri have a liar? Not that we know of. Not that we... I like that attitude. Not that we know of. <laughs> I mean, but it could be the, like, the goddess of the flowers. Ooh. Can, can I throw out some ra a random fact because we're talking about liars? Did you know that Albedo's actually really good at playing the liar? What is he not good at? I know. It's really, like, in the very first Wind Bloom, you find out that he's, like, really good at playing the liar and he plays it. He's a painter. Ooh. He's a musician. Next, you're going to say he's not a fuckboy. He's not a fuckboy. He's a fuckboy. <laughs> He's not. He is a loving... He's gotta have a flaw here. Yeah, exactly. He's good. <laughs> anyway, Look, that was my fun He's too fact. perfect. We gotta have a downfall. Anyway. Like His that. downfall is that he's made of chalk. <laughs> so he can't get you perfect. No! Oh my god, Allison! No! <laughs> Wait, what did she say? <laughs> I missed it. I don't know, but Beans pulled out like the full name, so it was bad. Whatever know, it was, I'm it was like, bad. What? Something happened. Al said, so he can't get you pregnant? <laughs> and I went in detail. I'm like, so it just like is dust. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a poof of <laughs> dust. It's just a queef. <laughs> <laughs> 
I just had to get my albedo tidbit in there today. <laughs> so anyway, back to the vintage liar. <laughs> so with the vintage liar, we learn that we can go around and help the Aranara. And there's like these like different like little, they kind of look like seedlings, but they're bigger. And we have to play music for them. And sometimes they like become portals and other times we just, I, I really didn't understand the point of playing music for them. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> we play music something will happen sometimes maybe maybe not yeah but there was like a bunch of like side quests basically that you had to do for the rnrs in order to really progress the plot line which was also annoying because it was like and i like the rnr odyssey mm-hmm. i'm not like i may have been annoyed but i enjoyed it yeah so you have to like learn this specific song the rhythm of the great dream to actually go into the rnr village which is vanarana and um that's where you meet the elder araja but before that you meet the other rnr with main character energy who is arama not to be confused with arana who is (laughs) arana is the one that is protecting rana who is held in stasis because she's infected by the withering. So Arana is like, go to the village. And we go to the village and then we meet Arama with an M. And Arama is like, everyone's going to be scared of you. So like, go do all the stuff and you'll gain their trust. So we do that. And then we meet Araja, who is the elder of the village. And they tell us that if you want Bija to save Rana, then you have to, we have to hold Festival Utsava. But in order for us to do that, we have to get all the R&R to like gather in the village and they're all spread out. So we have to go find them and help them. And that's like the side quests. Yeah. And of course, none of them just want to just, hey, we need your help. Can you just come home? Nah, maybe you need to do 5,000 things for me first. Right. There's, yeah. <laughs> and it's not 5,000. It's three because we repeat everything in threes in the R&R stuff. It's like every time we have to do something. And if you get every single R&R, there's... Well, there, there's one where you have to beat up all the incl- or trapped rune guards and rune monsters. That shit was difficile. I hate it. I don't remember that. You're saying, wait, you're saying to finish the R&R thing, you had to like unlock all those like locked up. Maybe it's not finished. At a certain point, At a, you can unlock a certain amount of R&R. Like you go and do like, oh, do this little time trial or do this very specific thing, like the world of the R&R, that like overarching quest. And there's one where you find, oh my God, I'll find I'll find the part of the quest. I think it's just like, if you want to get every single r and R. I I was gonna say, I don't think, oh, I, yeah. I finished the r and Odyssey probably like, I don't know, like maybe two months in. Cause I told myself I wasn't allowed to start the second chapter of the Sumeru Archon line until I finished the <laughs> Aranara stuff. But I only started doing the locked away ruined things like last week. I, I've been okay. avoiding them. Like I the still play. haven't done that. <laughs> okay, maybe it's the side quest that I'm associating because you talk with some Aranara boys. Maybe. I mean, there's a ton of confused Aranara just hanging around now. Yeah. Why they gotta be boys? Well, that that's actually that's something a good I point. wanted to. Can I bring that up? Actually, I was thinking about that earlier. Um, it was like they they're genderless, and I think that is so cool. Yeah. There are there some are. of them give like very patriarch slash matriarch energy, but yeah. Well, there's 
I think there's only a few references to ones that have a specific, like they use sister and brother Mm, as like titles as gender defining. And that's if you do the overarching cooking side quest where all of these brothers are trying to make really delicious food and and for the festival and then they all get together and present it to their sister and she's like you fucking dumbasses honestly a mood (laughs) but i think that's really the only time we see that referenced for gender titles so after we do all these side quests and we help all the RNR, we get them back, we hold that festival. And I gotta tell you, I was so confused at first because at the same time we had like the Subaru festival going on <laughs> when I was doing it, at least I was in the Archon line too. So I was like, mm. there are so many festivals. Are these like <laughs> entangled? Are they happening at the same time? Yeah. And like, obviously looking back, I'm like, oh, these were very different. <laughs> But it's a beautiful scene. Like, we get a flower crown. We play the lyre. The R&R all stand around us and sing. That was so beautiful when they sing to us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did anyone get vibes from the end of Portal 2 where they're singing Karamiya to you as you lift out? I don't think I I've ever played Portal. I did not play Portal 2. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. okay. Another thing to link. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but travelers let us know. It was absolutely gorgeous. And afterwards, we get to finally go to old Varunara, right? Var- well... So let's talk about like the stuff that we learned during the shenanigans. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. During our like questing up, gathering everyone for the festival, mm-hmm. we learned that the RNR actually know our sibling and remember them, which is the juiciest thing. They do. Yes. It's so fantastic that that they call them the Nara Varuna or the Golden Nara Varuna, which is mm-hmm. funny because in Hindi, well, not Hindi, but there is the god of Varuna, who is the god of the sky, the ocean, and of water. Poseidon? No, 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 no. This is specifically, I think, is it in Hindi? Well, yeah, Sanskrit is Hindi. I'm just trying to think if it was if it's connected directly to Vishnu or if it's like a minor god. Right. Well, not a minor, but a minor major. I used to know all of this. I can't. For- can't believe we forgot. So they refer to our sibling as Nara Varuna, and we find out that our sibling like came by shortly after the cataclysm and like helped like repair, rebuild, heal the area, mm-hmm. and like made friends with the Aranara. Yeah, and it was because they were in the original, their old Varanara. The sibling actually helped them reroute. Don't mind the pun, I'm making myself laugh. <laughs> root themselves up and into a new area. They were pretty integral with the Aranara at that point and very beloved. I gotta say, I found that also really interesting after doing Kari Bear, like the Kari Bear uh, Archon line, because we realized that our sibling was in Sumeru uh, not long after the, the cataclysm happened, still with the ass hat. Yeah, I know. I, w- yeah. I was wondering that too. And like, is that a part of the same timeline or did they yeah. come back to Sumeru? Right, because I think they said it'd been a hundred years in Kari Bear, right? Maybe. Oh, yes, you're right. So, we, yeah, so the, the sibling definitely could have been popping back and forth. Or it took that long to help the Aranara because it took me that long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we know there was a cataclysm and that the sibling came by at some point after that and helped them, you know, repair and rebuild. But we don't know how long. And that could have been, you know, when they decided to take up the Abyss quest, like, you know, 
via the Kari Bear storyline. So, or they could have done it and then come back later. But one thing we do know is that when they were there, they were talking to the first RNR, which we'll get into in a minute. And they told them, or maybe it was someone else, but they told someone that you can expect another golden Nara to come by eventually with like even greater memories, like or even greater quests, like even greater stories to share with you. So like they knew that our sibling or they knew that we as our sibling, they knew that we were coming soon or eventually. So that's really sus because they knew that like, I guess we were in stasis or something or who knows where we were, but they knew that we were going to come like way later. It brings so many questions out about what our sibling knows about us. Yeah. Because it's like, like you said, did our sibling know when we were going to be released? And also we know that our sibling lived in Conria for quite some time. And it's like, were we being Captain Stasis in Conria? Did our sibling know where we were at first? Or did they not know? You know, when the cataclysm happened, did something happen to the unknown god where like she released us into like the wild and our sibling knew that? It's sort of like reinforcing the theory that our sibling is the villain, but maybe not. Like maybe they just know that we're like in a time capsule. I think that our sibling is one of those people that's like you live long enough to see yourself become the villain or maybe they know that we're in a time loop and every other loop is the other sibling that's true that could definitely be it (laughs) i don't like thinking about the time loops (laughs) (laughs) i just feel like our sibling like when the cataclysm happened it would make sense that our sibling would want to get revenge afterwards if they were truly enjoying their life in conria and living there and were a person among the people and we kind of get the idea that that's what they're trying to do in the chasm archon line with dane's leaf mm. but i feel like you know it's been so long that our sibling has seen themselves become the enemy where they might end up punishing all of these innocent people to try to like fix something that really was out of everyone's control well i don't know if this is right but i get the the vibe that our sibling witnessed the cataclysm which we've seen you know we've seen Lu- the version of lumine witnessing it and being horrified and then they go on this like quest to just help you know to that in general and then it makes sense to me that our sibling comes to Sumeru, helps the Aranara like repair everything and like clean up after the cataclysm. And that's when maybe, you know, they do the whole Kari Bear thing and become like the Abyss Queen or King. Yeah, that's interesting too, where I feel like in Kari Bear, they purposely cut it short where we don't get to find out if that's when we become the Abyss sibling. Right. Like they're like, I made the Abyss, bitch. And we're I like, think oh. it was like the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. Best cliffhanger. Worst cliffhanger. Oh, so good. <laughs> but anyway, back to the Aranara. And so when we learn that the Aranara know our sibling, another thing we learn is about the Varuna contraption, which I find like super interesting. And the Varuna contraption for travelers who haven't found it, because Tiff found it literally the other day and I was like, what? And she like showed me how to use it. The Varuna contraption is this device that's like a little sphere in a tree. There's a few of them, and they can actually control the weather <laughs> in the rainforesty area of Sumeru. Your excitement. Well, I mean, just the excitement in general of what we were doing, too, is just... But it was like, what is this? <laughs> the tides go up and down. Oh, yeah, because the, the tides go up and down in the one area when it's raining versus when it's not raining. Yeah, so you can actually walk along the, the bottom of, of the river and do some stuffs. 
So if you can control the weather, you can do it on your own time instead of waiting for it to like rain or not rain. (laughs) Mm -hmm. but the only thing with the Varuna contraptions is I really didn't understand the importance of them to the Aranara like it kind of reminded me of when we fixed the Guijang Ballista in Leeway Mm -hmm. but I understood why that was important (laughs) I don't really get like the historical importance of the Varuna contraption Kudavada created it to help basically like turn desert areas into rainforest oh okay which is interesting too because the area where they're in is kind of like that borderline area of the rainforest between like gandarvaville and the desert i almost feel like ruka devado was like trying to approach upon king deshret's area well remember she like went back and like she created the forest from the desert Mm -hmm. oh i always forget that the desert came first yeah is that weird too to think about maybe there's even more Ooh, i hope you find one in the desert and we can change it into the forest Ooh, that's not gonna happen but i really want it to now because it's fun you hit the button and changes like create a little oasis yeah it just floods the area that you're in yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) but yes that that aside i just thought that was a neat little fact we learned about i knew about the contraption but i didn't know anything about it until we were prepping for the episode <laughs> i was like this is so cool One, so to go into like even like the interesting things with the siblings and stuff too we know that adults can't see the r because they've lost the ability to dream after the cataclysm the cat the cataclysm <laughs> the cataclysm <laughs> wait say it say it again too <laughs> the cataclysm the <laughs> Cataclysm. Oh, okay. <laughs> the kaladism. <laughs> so we know that, like you know, they've lost the whole ability to dream. They no longer see them, but we have no problem, like everything else, being able to see them. We're not affected by. Well, we're affected by the withering zone to an extent. But Paimon's also just, hey, okay, yeah, they're there. And you can maybe say that Paimon's a child, but she's really not. But she has no problem seeing them either. So it's kind of, we keep defying the little laws of the areas. And Paimon is the only one that the uh, Aranara don't refer to as some kind of Rana in any way. That's interesting. Yeah. They they just call her the white floaty thing. (laughs) Which which implies that she's outside of Ermansoul. And it also implies that they don't consider her like a living creature because they call the Hilly Charles the Hilly Rana. Yeah, Hilly Ranas. So like they even say the Hilly Charles, like those are like human like living things. And Paimon's even further outside of that. Right. It's true. And don't they also refer to her as like the moon at some point? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And then they refer to like us and our sibling as like the sun. Right. Which is yeah. a whole shindig and a half, if you ask me. <laughs> is she a moon sister? Yeah, right? That's kind of what it feels like I'll it's alluding that. to. Yeah, and the, the R&R know a lot. Like, they've been around the block. So, like, I feel like they're, like, venti where they know a lot more than they're even telling us. Well, the issue with the Aranara is that they have a bad memory in general. <laughs> so it's like they could be around for like a thousand years, but they only remember like what they did yesterday. Like so, some yeah. of them just have really bad memory issues. Their memories are tied to trees. 
Mm-hmm. Right. And they can actually take memories out of plants to remember things as well. Well, they also create these trees called Vasara trees, mm-hmm. which contain dreams and memories, which is basically, I mean, we all know that's like a ley line thing. Mm-hmm. And during our adventures, we help lean out fungi and the withering and we like cleanse the trees dreams. And that gives us like this fruit that we have to take to the Ashvata tree, which is like the very first Vasara tree. And we have to like present this fruit to this tree and that creates another fruit (laughs) in theory. And what's interesting too about that is like they say they give flowers to like people they like so that if they do forget them, they can like touch the flowers and they like get their memories back with that person, Mm -hmm. which is like so weird to think about. It's like I would like a flower from everyone in the past. (laughs) I would like my siblings flowers, which... I don't mean to sidetrack too much, but if you remember in the Chasm Archon line, we touch a flower on the ground that we believe our sibling has touched. And we do have a moment where we can like see our sibling reaching out to us and we Mm -hmm. can see some of our sibling's memories. Oh, stop. Yeah. So I'm curious if our sibling has picked up on that, like power from spending so much time with the Aranara. And Lumine has a Conrian flower in her hair. Which is the flower that we touch in the chasm too. So I wonder if it's something that like the traveler learns something from the Aranara or maybe the traveler is of this world originally and has like was around during the time that the Aranara were created. I mean it could be I'm gonna throw can I throw a crack ass theory out just for shits and giggles what if the twins are actually two of the shades of the primordial one aka all the shades are referenced in like the circlet the goblet the timepiece the flower and the feather well lumi it has a flower in her hair, right? Mm-hmm. Al, record scratch. You you said this theory before. I have. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I wanted to make sure. <laughs> I don't know. It's a good theory. I wanted to be unless unless they were like descended from the sun, like whatever fell from the sun. But what is the sun? Because we know it's like some a device that fell from the sky during. Was the... it a device holding Zhongli inside it? Because when you no, look at Zhongli was a kid. No, Zhongli descended. There's a specific story or like the history of Zhongli, and it says he descends from the heavens. Well, the device of the sun fell out of the sky while Zhongli was young. Yeah, we know that from the Moon Sister episode. Mm-hmm. Then. What is this? I want to know so much. Wait, I know with the Aranara, their memories, a few of them have mentioned the history of the Moon Sisters or like something referencing the Moon Sisters. Yes, they did. Could we say that some of these Aranara are older than Zhongli? Doesn't one of them like reference someone from the Sealy race surviving? I think so. I think that's also when some of the weapon sets, when they're talking about the people that fell from the sky it's their version of the moon sister story in the sumeru craftable weapon set in the descriptions 
And it's talking about three sisters and one of them stays in the desert. No, either stays or goes to the forest because they didn't want to see the sadness anymore. I saw a lot of people talking about the theories, especially when it comes to the whole thing of Paimon maybe being the sister and the the son and all that kind of stuff and people making a correlation to the Seelies, but I never truly understood where people made the jump. Like outside of like the connection that we, I think we universally agree that there is a connection with the three moon sisters and the Seelie race, but I never found any of the any of the videos or theories and stuff that I had been reading kind of telling really having any kind of solid reason to kind of bring the Seelies into it. It was Arama, main character energy, <laughs> who tells us that there was one survivor of the fall who came to dwell in the golden desert and befriended Rukudavada and King Deshra. So the goddess of flowers, you know, is the survivor of the Seelie race. I was right. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Wait a second. So the goddess of is the ceiling? Yeah. Why? Like, how do we know that she's a ceiling there? Because the R&R told us. <laughs> <laughs> know but the rnr says that there was a sealy and that was the the rnr said that only one person survived the fall of, of the sealies and uh, that they like landed in the forest basically and hid out like did a hideout there we're like a an ancestor of the sea like yeah. the ancestor of the sealy race met a traveler from afar and they got married and that was witnessed by the three sisters of the lunar palace maria sonnet and canon and then 30 days after that, disaster. Yeah. <laughs> and the Seelie and their lover fled into exile, and the disaster eventually caught up with them. And as punishment, they were separated, and their memories were wiped. Remember, Tiff, you were like, well, that's not much of a punishment. It's not. It's, and I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say the same thing. It's not much of a punishment. If I don't remember that I was in love, then what do, what do I care? I'm with Tim. I got problems with punishments. So old R&R stories claim that this fate befell the Seelie because they were cursed at birth to lose their intelligence and form if they ever fell in love with humans. And then, of course, and then according to Arama, main character, there was at least one survivor of the fall, at least one Which survivor. Which is interesting too, right? Yeah. Who is the goddess of flowers, by the way. And we know it's the goddess of flowers through the Jekt storyline in the desert, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of confirmation there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The thruple. Mm-hmm. The triad. <laughs> the goddess of flowers, she seemed like such a troublemaker. And it would totally make sense that she could even be like the Seely that married a human. <laughs> like yes. i think a lot of times like my initial headspace is that the seely who married a human must have been like a guy who married like i don't know i just think it's like something like a guy would do well, doesn't the lore say that she sort of like hoodwinked king deshra in a way yeah mm-hmm. she kind of like played both sides like she acted like she was very middleman between ruka devada and deshra but she yeah. was like really pinning, pining them against she was each doing other. Something. I, I mean, she was in love with Deshret. But mm-hmm. anyway, we'll get into that in our Gods of the Desert episode. You know what? She probably was just like, she loved both of them for different reasons. And then she just picked one. There seems to be a triangle here. It's a rhombus. Well, she literally had something to do with like the forbidden knowledge getting out into the world right well luckily there's no love triangles going on in the rnr land that i know of that we know of that we know of armani's out here trying to like show armani armani (laughs) arama 
in this whole storyline and we won't get too far i i will i want brandon to finish helping us out with this, the rana storyline but i will say there might be a little like bit of like a love triangle going on back in that village because those kids are in love with rana and like the one little girl is like i'm gonna marry rana like she's yes! like i'm gonna marry her when i'm older and i'm like whoa oh, yeah that was so cute little lesbian it. little baby lesbian yeah. <laughs> and one of the little boys too is like rana is amazing i'm like okay <laughs> you guys are all like 10 years younger than her see, like gayness expressed in children it's so cute <laughs> it is cute it's very sweet mm-hmm. but anyway so now we have the festival done and we this is when we now end up going to old far far old far. well first we go to the ashvata tree and we learn that this is the very first vasara tree and all the r and r are born from this tree so arama who is our main character not to be confused with the other main character arana who is still protecting rana the human so Arama says that thousands of years ago, Rukudavada sang at this spot. And because of her powers, the Ashvata tree sprouted. And it says from Sarva. Yes, yeah, Sarva. It could either mean like return to Celestia or return to death or like the world. It's sort of like the afterlife. Like to me, it, it seems like that's soul. Yes. Exactly. Because all the memories go back, everything goes into Ermisol, right? So to me, it's like Ruka Devada is saying at this spot and a tree sprouted from Ermisol. So it's a part of Ermisol. And then Ruka Devada, you know, according to legend, wanted more of the quote unquote children of the forest to be born and to make friends with all the humans. So the Ashvata tree, which is also kind of sentient, which is weird, created mm-hmm. this pomegranate <laughs> with many seeds. And we all know that that's like classic like mm-hmm. mythology. Pomegranate. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so there's all these seeds in the pomegranate. The first seed that sprouts from the pom- pomegranate is the first R&R, who is Arama Hukunda. Mm-hmm. who is like one of the R&R that is later helped by our sibling with the Varuna contraption. Mm-hmm. And then all the other R&R sprout from the other seeds. So th- this tree it, like spawned the R&R. And we go there with Arama to basically, you know, implore the tree to give us Bija to save Rana. And we get there and we find out that it's, it's infected by the withering. So we have to do this whole battle with a withering's avatar in old Vanarana, which I think Feeny is where you were going. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say, cause the storyline in there is so sad. It's like we, when we get there, we kind of have to like go through the sand and it's like the ruins yeah to unlock some like the little statues yeah because old vonarana is more like right on the border of the uh desert and forest yes and it's like the only piece of desert we kind of have unlocked at first when we like first got into sumeru before they gave us the desert expansion like you could see the desert from there but you couldn't really like, get in type of thing yeah. But once you unlock that, you end up in this like very sad island area where you can walk out to this island and you have, I believe, we end up fighting with like the spirit of an old Aranara. Yeah, the, the, the Withering's Avatar, the, which the Aranara 
call it Marana, but that's just the withering. So we fight the withering's avatar in old Vanarana, which we have to do in order to plant a new Ashvata tree, which is the only thing that can give us Bija to cure our friend Rana. I gotta say, we went through a lot of shit to save yeah. Rana. And mm-hmm. I feel like the Aranara, I don't want to place ill will on the Aranara, but I feel like the Aranara purposely was like, yes, finally, someone fell into a withering. <laughs> <laughs> we can make some poor chump well, help us. <laughs> in fairness, Arana is not involved in any of this. Arana, who is who has bubbled Rana and is like sort of sitting watch over her and like wants to help her is like, um, the only way we can save her life is with Bija. But in order to do that, you have to like go to our village. And so they basically just say like, go figure it out. And then of course we get there and Arama is like, oh yeah, there's a lot to do. (laughs) (laughs) Again, taking advantage of us. God damn it. I did want to bring up quickly one thing about Vanarana, which is that there's two phases of it. One is like a dreamlike. I don't know if we mentioned that earlier. You have like the dreamlike phase, which you have to play that song B mentioned earlier to make it appear. And all the R&R are there and they're vibing. And like there's a radish that's like purple and glittery that we can go and like get gifts from. And when you don't play the song or you play the song and reverse it back, it just looks like a normal area of the forest. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's empty in real life, but there's a whole dream world version, which is where the R&R live, which is interesting. Like why? I guess because they're tied to Ermansoul, they sort of live in the land of memories, which also is like the land of dreams, right? Yeah, they are really connected to dreams. That is like the huge thing for them, which will be interesting post-Archon, like we mentioned earlier, to see if they'll be able to, if adults will be able to see them. Yeah. And it ties Um, into the like the whole story quest with Nahida when we first meet her and like there's all this like dreamscape stuff happening still super confusing <laughs> couldn't describe couldn't explain it to you now right. after all you know all this time so and I you know I looked I scoured through the voice lines of our Sumeru folks and only one character has a voice line about the Aranaras. And it's Tignari. Of course. He goes, I I know, of course, Amanda knows this fun fact. No, I mean, of course, like, he's <laughs> tied to the forest, so of course mm-hmm. he knows. Well, you know, it's interesting. Kale doesn't have a voice line about the yeah, R&R. I would have expected it to be Kale, honestly. And neither does Nahida. Well, the R&R don't like Tignari. <laughs> what? That's not true. Well, yeah, no, because don't they? They're like, I don't like him. I don't remember that. I don't remember that. Uh, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I mean, it could be possible because he basically, Tignari says, I've heard about the Aranara for some time now, but I haven't personally seen any. Sometimes I hear rustling sounds from the forest deaths, but they disappear when I go closer. That's a good thing, though. At least they know how to protect themselves, unlike those stupid adventurers whose first thought when they run into a, an Avidia leopard is, ooh, maybe I'll form an interspecies friendship today. <laughs> So, I mean, yes. So snobby. <laughs> but I, I think it's so funny that, you know, Tignari is like, I'm kind of glad that they, I don't see them because I know they're protecting themselves. Right. <laughs> and he knows that they could keep themselves safe. So he's kind of chill with the fact that he can't see them. But I am surprised that neither Kali nor Nahida talk about the Aranara mm-hmm. at all. I mean, especially Nahida. Yes. I mean, Kali I could see because she's like a baby, but. Well, I guess since Kali 
brings up the Aranara in the er, like the Grayson memories or whatever yeah. it's called. Grayson treasures in the right. Razi storyline. That's why I was kind of thrown off by the fact that she didn't have a voice line. Uh, but anyway, I digress. Back to the giant fight that happens. Yes, we, we defeat the Withering's avatar, which mm-hmm. means that no new Withering can occur. Woo! Although there's still like the existing Withering that we have to deal with. And then find out that Arama is like, um, yeah, I'm going to sacrifice myself and become the new Ashvatha tree because, you know, we can't have the old tree bear a bija fruit. Because it was too corrupted. So I'm just going to become the new one. And we're like, no, like you're the main character. We've been traveling with you all this time, like blah, blah, blah. And so it's very sad. And Arama becomes the new Ashvatha tree. And then she actually bears the Bija fruit, which we need. So we take that back to Rana and Arana. But one of my favorite things that Armana says during that is because we're obviously very upset that they're gonna that they're gonna die, but the R and R are just like whatever. And <laughs> they say death is just a one time loss of memories. Yeah. They're just like so sweet, and it like got me right in the feels. <laughs> that yeah, their whole thing is memories, and mm-hmm. like they barely have. <laughs> Yeah, they're like uh, you're just gonna forget it. It's okay. It's like us with life. We barely <laughs> oh. have it. Yeah, they're like no, nah, okay, it's okay. And I just thought it was just, I don't know, it was so sweet. Yeah. Those little freaking little guys. Sorry. No. Okay. So. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We get the bija fruit. We take it back to Arana. Arana uses it to, you know, heal Rana. Rana comes out of her little bubble and she finally meets Arana and she suddenly remembers that Arana, the Aranara, is the person that saved her back when she was a kid and has been saving all the children from the Mara village who have been getting kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Drop the lore bomb, B. <laughs> so we find out that Alfonso, the character in Vimara Village, who's like Rana's friend, right? She, yeah, he's like everyone's friend. He's like one of the like the main villagers in Vimara Village, and we have a lot of like dialogue with him. He's also like there when we first learn that the kids are being kidnapped, and so like no one is suspecting him. And then we find out that oh, he's the bad guy. So if you confront him in Vimara Village, he basically is like comes out and like as evil not as gay as evil <laughs> and um, he's like yeah i'm from the house of the hearth orphanage which we know we've talked about this before it's run by the knave aka arlecchino aka viri <laughs> maybe yeah maybe viri we get this big choice in the game to kill him or to not kill him so i want to know what y'all did because i killed his ass i don't remember you don't remember I don't remember getting this opportunity. I don't. Well, okay. So you have to like do this other side quest thing where you like you save this girl from a part of Sumeru. So maybe that's why you haven't had the opportunity. Is this something I could check in my archive? Um, I don't know. You would remember this moment if you had it. 
It's very dramatic. Um, if you haven't, we're gonna like let's look it up. We're gonna do that on tonight. The site because it's a whole quest line that you have to do. Like you have to find some girl, like one of the missing children, but like you have to do something to find her. I forget what it is. I remember after the fungi event, the first like Pokemon fungi event where the merchant who's linked with the Fatui is out like in the middle of a field. And if you come back, you find basically that a Fatui murdered his ass. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm what? thinking of that. Yeah. Oh my. Okay. Yeah. That's just, there's a Sorry, lot. Is that? No, it was during the event. I'll link it to you. Um, I'll find it. I'll find it. It's like the post end of the event. I'll find it. But yeah, this is like a, a separate like little mini world quest thing that you get. Yeah, maybe where I haven't basically, done it. You have to rescue this, you know, a missing child from the village. And she's the one that's like, oh, it was this guy. And so then you confront Alfonso and you actually send Paimon away and they, like you lie to her so that she doesn't know what you're about to do. Like, oh, uh, Paimon, go look up whatever. And then then you confront the person because like, you know, you're maybe about to make a very dark decision. Oh, I, I just I just checked on my game and Alfonso is still in. My... Oh, wait, but I can talk to him and I can say, let's uncover the bad guy in the village. <gasps> mm-hmm. Ooh. Oh, shit. It's about to go down. Oh, God. OK, I'm going to wait. I'll do live, this. <laughs> live. 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 Kill this now. motherfucker. Uh, no. The other thing that is important about this to tie it all up is that when we save Rana and she meets Arana, the Aranara, and she's like, oh my God, I remember you from my childhood. She sort of unlocks something within herself and we witness her receiving a vision. Like it happens in front of us. And we don't actually the visual in game but we see like you know a description and text <laughs> which is from rana's chest glows a light with the warmth of heartbeat faint yet bright she tries to cover and touch the light with her hands but the light source burrows into her hands as if consciously when the light fades out a delicate ornament appears in her hand and i know we've covered this in a previous episode but it's it bears repeating no it's very interesting and it comes back to like what qualifies you to get a vision and how do visions appear and like yeah like mm-hmm. how come rana got one but jacked hasn't and oh, yeah why like didn't i get to see like the sailor moon transformation phase of her getting a vision <laughs> like why did they steal that from us i feel like they purposely did that mm-hmm. they know that that would be a big deal for people to see someone getting a vision yeah. i think they wanted to wait for scaras i think they ah, wanted that to be like that's the true. big moment because rana is the canonically the first one we ever see get a vision but quote unquote in text and like we see it appear on her hip but the one where we really see like it coming down and it's kind of like super mystical happens during the second art conquest oh i don't remember that oh my god that's you don't remember scaramouche getting his no i must have blocked it out yeah <laughs> well you know why you probably blocked it out b because the whole time you could just hear venti going But I will say what makes Rana even more interesting is the fact that she's the only current vision holder that you can't play. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. I want her to be playable so bad. I feel like she has to have a moment. 
you know, the new weapon type. Double axes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, there's a total possibility they can make her and give her a skin and make her a playable character. Like, give her a glow up. Yeah. I also am very curious what Ron is up to in Gandarvaville now as a, like, has she been upgraded? Now there's two vision holders in Sumeru. I mean, in Gandarvaville. Vatignari is probably like, thank God, even though the, it would have really only helped him with the withering spots, but now the witherings are going away. So as they clean them up, they're done. Well, so Rana and Arana decide to go adventuring together, which is beautiful because it's like this Aranara traveling with an adult. And they're like, we're we're out of here. We're going to like go adventure together. So that's why I'm like, maybe we'll run into her later or maybe she could become a playable, you know, four star Dendro character. But isn't it a little irresponsible if she leaves her job? to do travel the world she literally quit her job she had a miracle happen and she quit she (laughs) earned it yeah let me tell you though those four strangers need help right now all them sages out there i don't trust any of them you do you trust them well they can always call on us no of course not they can call on us because i need the goddamn primos Holly has been healed of her Elazar, so now it's she can stand out there. Yeah. Yes. And all they really need to do is tell them to stop eating funny looking mushrooms. No, no, I'm talking <laughs> about the sages. Oh, yeah, that's right. They're just I mean, hanging yeah, around out there, aren't they? Sus as hell. But it just, it, it's so weird. <laughs> Why were they released into the fucking forest of all things? Like, yeah. they, oh, yeah, no one right. put them in jail. No, yeah. like, it's so in this desert around. where it was a little harder. No, you know why? It's because they got Tignari watching, overhearing them. How hard is it to like shoot an arrow at a bunch of nerds? <laughs> I mean, they're nerds that created a false god. Yeah, I, but they don't yeah. have the resources anymore. They're just in the forest. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't trust them. I can't wait till we like walk past one of them, like Tom Hanks in that movie where he's stranded and he's got like a volleyball. Wilson. <laughs> That's going to be a stage. Do you have any mushrooms? Give me mushrooms, (laughs) please. (laughs) I would love it if the R&R plays some kind of role in bridging the gap between siblings. Because they know our sibling. They've seen our sibling at their best. And they've seen us at our best. Mm -hmm. So if we ever met up and we're like arguing, like, why are you in the abyss? And if there was an R&R nearby, they could remind our sibling, like, hey, you used to be a really good person or maybe we're the bad person you know yeah this is going full harvest moon did y'all ever like when you first saw the arenara thought back to harvest moon not a tale of two cities the harvest moon the valley of remembrance or whatever the fuck that is where they have the little life spirits that you talk to and they'll give you a blue feather and then you can finally marry Marnie. I didn't play Harvest Moon. I only know the poot one. I didn't either. Oh my god. I hope someone know someone will know. Well, I also think what's interesting too is to see if the Pari, which we are just being exposed to now, know our sibling and if they are in any knowledge base with the Aranara too. Yes. Because they seem similar. Yes, they do seem very similar. The Pari and the yeah. Interesting, too, that they're like kind of like the outskirt desert. The outskirt desert version of the Aranara. And the Aranara, you know, you were saying earlier that Ruka Devada created the forest from the desert and then created the Aranara. So it's like, hmm. 
from Ermansoul, yeah. So what happened there? But I digress. I do think that's all the time we have for today. Thank you, travelers, for coming to like our Aranara in 60 or so minute talk. I hope if you like were button mashing through it to get the primos, you learned a little something about what exactly you did. We will be talking next week about our favorite crimson witch, but don't dare call her a witch, Rosalind. <laughs> yes, Senora. <laughs> Who is everyone except for mine's favorite boss? <gasps> Hot titty lady. Literally what I learned in the last few weeks. But with that being said, <laughs> you're trembling. <laughs> anyway, safe journeys, travelers. We'll see you next time. Bye, plant like nerds. Bye.